welcome to the Spiral Post-Match, a brand new podcast that reacts to Leinster and Ireland rugby games. On our second episode, we talk Ireland's narrow 27-24 win away in Murrayfield. Right, Els, here we are. Um, first time we're doing an Ireland post-match uh, reaction. My, um, my initial thoughts, for the love of God, that did not need to be that close. Heading into the last quarter, 14 points up. I mean frustrating the way we let them back in um really disappointed with that the game got so close as it did towards the end but also i mean we didn't we did not deserve to lose that game or even draw i think over the balance apart from a bad period of bad 10 minute period of defense i thought we definitely were the better team there uh, definitely i think Stuart hogg said it after the match um fully deserved the win ireland um just much the better side, barring that 10, 15 minute period where Scotland managed to wrangle themselves back into the game. And thanks, thanks to mostly to incredible Hamish Watson finish over the line. Um, but yeah, Ireland's they fronted up pretty well. Uh, Ty Byrne was immense. Keith Girl had a, Keith Earls had a really good game. Um, and Johnny slots the penalty at the end to win it. Yeah, we'll talk about the Johnny penalty at the end. There's a couple of things I want to say about that, but let's leave that for the end because that'll be a nice positive to to end on. Um, I've had a quick scroll through Twitter, um, which I always regret doing. <laughs> it's never a good idea <laughs> yeah, to scroll through yeah. Twitter, e- even after a win, apparently. Um, and there's a lot of negativity there. And I think that bad 10, 15 minutes where we let Scotland come back from 24-10 down to 24-all, I think that has clouded a lot of people's judgment of this game in that four, 60 to 65 minutes of that game, if not more, Ireland were definitely the dominant side. I mean, even at half time, what was the score? It was 14, 10 at half time. I mean, Scotland didn't really create much and it took a very lucky bounce of the ball off the face of Stuart Hogg um, for them to be within four points at the break. Um, you know, it could easily have been 14, three to Ireland. Um, yes. That period in the second half, where we let them came back was unacceptable. And we'll come back to that. And, you know, you mentioned Stuart Hogg there post-match. Johnny was also interesting post-match. When he, when he got asked about that, he just got, about that period, he just started shaking his head, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. let's go through the positives first. Um, first half, the winning of the game. First attack, we, sp- we, we spun it wide. Really nice piece, piece of handling from Ty Byrne to throw the ball before a, a rush defender to find low in space and low breaks into the 22. Really frustrating we didn't score from there. We got a penalty in front of the posts. Mm. Um, but I was so because I was really frustrated because the amount of chat we've had about Ireland's attack recently, and then we go out first play of the game and we do something like that with a lovely piece of handling, um, which you know, as we all know, Byrne is a very good ball player. Um, yeah, I know you were, you, you were, you were, I mean, when we were watching the game, you were quite happy that we were 3 0 up, but I definitely couldn't help but feel that that was that was quite frustrating that initial attack. No, of course, you always seven points is better than three, obviously, but you've got to take what you get and you got to just. You'd rather come away with three than nothing, and but like you say, that attack that's start the game off just as with the intent there, and then um, Johnny quickly putting up a couple of high bombs. Um, you could see that there was a game plan there, and you could see that they wanted to be a bit more. They wanted to show a bit more in attack at the start of the game, and they did so really well. Worked themselves up, and then slotted the penalty to give themselves an early lead. It was really interesting for me. You mentioned the high bombs there. There was definitely a combination of we're going to go when it's on, but we're also, let's be honest here, we're going to, we're going to have a pop at them in the air. And it worked. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how we got the ball in the 22 for the first try, wasn't it? It was just a Johnny up and under um, and we pressured and got the ball back. Um, 
yeah, we, 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 and also physically, I mean, this Scotland team really fronted up against England and put everyone on notice when they demolished that massive England pack. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, half of England's pack, the Savage boys weren't match fit or whatever, mm. but even still for that Scotland pack to front up the way against the, the way they did against England, you know, I would have been worried going into this game. Historically, we've always been able to, been able to dominate them up front and, and win the breakdown, win the collision. Um, and they've always been able to go have a threat out wide. Um, so it was really free pleasing for me that throughout the game that um, we we did that. And we did that in the second half as well. I mean, we just squeezed them so, so well. I thought Ian mm-hmm. Henderson was absolutely immense today. Yeah, he's so Burn as well. Burn was man of the match. We'll talk about him later. But um, Ian, Ian Henderson was just immense for me. Um, every time he made a hit, it was, if not a dominant collision, he held the gain line. He's got, he never got held back behind the gain line, which for a second row is massive. The second rows aren't always your big ball carrying options. And also, I mean, the work him, James Ryan and Byrne do at the line out. Um, I haven't got the official line out numbers in front of me, but at one point, Scotland had lost six of their own ball on the line yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is Paul, just incredible. Paul O'Connell, Paul O'Connell's come in and he's really cleaned up that area. And it's just, that's in only a couple of weeks as well. So you could, you could really see Ireland's line out becoming a dominant force. And then when it's been an area that struggles at times in the past, it's not been one of the, better areas of Ireland's game but with O'Connell at the helm seemingly it's 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 this tournament as well as just today it's um it's really functioning quite nicely I think we need to talk about James Lowe he's getting a bit of stick on Twitter um I think he made a bad mistake for the Hugh Jones try with that missed tackle I don't think you can blame him for the first try um what did you make of his performance look he's not had the best time of it in um in green, uh, he's the, the form and the, the the promise that he showed for Leinster is, is just not translated as as well as he would have liked. Um, he's had his moments. I, I I seem to remember his debut being quite quite yeah against quite Wales good against Wales. Um, but I do not see many wings that would do some it. That will come in and replace him and do a much better job. So I, I, I think the the ceiling that he has to hit um, is far higher than what any any other of the maybe Jordan Larmer is up there as well. Larmer's well, Larmer's very different. They're, they're, very they're different two ceiling. very different players. But what James Lowe offers is just so much more than what maybe Stockdale or Andrew Conway or anyone else that that could come in and replace him. The, yeah, he's had a bad run of it, but I can see why. And he, it's not—it's not like he has eighty-minute performances that are all just dreadful. But uh, there are moments in the game where he does look good and he fronts up in the fence. But there are just too many moments where he just switches off a little bit or makes a bad read. And it's—it it, it takes time to 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 um, sort of convert to the international game. It, it is a step up. And yes, he's—he's he's just very used to winning every game with Leinster. So. And dominating every game with Leinster, so he, 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 I imagine that he'll that Far- Farrell really likes him. So I imagine that Farrell will stick with him. I think there's two things on this one for me. The first one is, like you say, who's going to come in? Because Stockdale's only just back to fitness, and he played very well last night. And um, for Ulster, there was a big break from deep he had from fullback. Um, but you know, he's also struggled for Ireland recently when he was playing back in in the autumn. Um, he had a, particularly against France, he had a bit of a bad time of it. I don't think Farrell's going to throw him in on the wing against England off the back of a couple of good games for Ulster. So Stockdale's only just back from injury. Larmer's only just back from injury. And Larmer's played a bit more for Ireland recently. But I, I, don't think, I just don't think Andy Farrell's going to pick him against England. We know what we, we've seen this script before where the Irish wingers get destroyed under the high ball. 
I don't think he's going to pick Larmer for that. Um, and then who's the other option? Conway. I don't know how, how much rugby he's even playing recently. I think he's got some game time for Munster, but not a lot. He, he's a good aerial option, but then you, you probably lose a bit of the James Lowe carrying. And again, we spoke before about how two or three negatives of the overall performance can cloud what went well. Um, Lowe did get through his usual good carrying work. I mean, there was one bad carry in the first half where Sean Maitland put him into touch. Sean Maitland's a very good defender, by the way. Someone doesn't get a lot of credit for that. But he's always in off his wing looking for work, always you know, making carries over the gain line without necessarily um, making a big line break all the time. And you know, he was the one who broke into the 22 off that tiger and tip on that we mentioned earlier. Um, the other thing I would want to say about Lowe is that, you know, we're talking about other wings who aren't available because they're coming back from injury. Lowe himself has only just come back from injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was an interesting call to put him into the Ireland squad having not played for Leinster. I mean, you know, we mentioned the England players earlier in Saracens. Quite a lot of that England team has been playing themselves into form over the course of the tournament, which is which for me is ominous because I think they look pretty good now. I thought they looked good against Wales despite the result. They looked very good at times yesterday against France. Um, guys like Biddy Vunipolo has really played himself into form. It looks like J-Lo is one of those players as well. He, he, can't just, he doesn't look like a player who you can just throw in. He needs, to, he, needs to, he needs a bit of time to build up some form to get back in. Um, I think we've learned that about him now. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Leinster now and in Europe in the Pro 14 final that's coming up. He, he could tear it up after six mm. of their two months of, of international game. Yeah, I think he's really going to enjoy playing against... Uh some defences and that offer him a bit more space in the Pro 14 or in Europe and stuff. He's, he's going to, he's going to really thrive. And yeah, he, he just needs a shot. He just needs a couple of tries in a game just to get his confidence back up. But that being said with playing yourself back into form, I don't think Farrell should let his players do that in the middle of a game. I think Jordan Larmer should have come, come on a lot earlier today. I think Lowe is clearly struggling. He, he wasn't having his best game. That's putting it a bit kindly as well. Um, and I don't think that letting him sort of hit his way back into form, to use a cricket metaphor, is uh, was the best way to do it in the middle of a game. Um, It'd it, be interesting take, to see take, if Farrell does that from fifty minutes to sixty minutes. Let let Jordan Larmer come on and have half half an hour, half twenty minutes, whatever it might be. Yeah, I think it would have been an interesting call. Um, I think I think it would also be interesting to see if if he hit did have. Larmer with much with more minutes under his belt and Stockdale not injured, um, whether he would give Lowe this chance to play himself into form because it's there's no doubt he's a weapon. He's got that left boot, mm. um, which I think is 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 more of an asset than Stockdale's left boot. That game is, of a part of his game is better. Um, I, I thought you, it was interesting. You said no one has as high a ceiling as 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 James Lowe. 2018 Stockdale might have something to say about that, but of course mm-hmm. that was 20 that was, that was 2018 Stockdale. 2018. Anyway, let's let's quickly round up. We'll quickly talk through the tries and then we'll go three up, three down. Or three positives and three negatives. First try, um, so we talked about how Sexton opened the scoring with the penalty under the posts. Then eight minute on the eighth minute, um, Henshaw got on the end of that crossfield kick. It's not much, to be not much, too much to be said about it, other than it was just really good awareness and opportunism from um, from Henshaw following the ball going loose. And after a Johnny Johnny bomb, it's it was. It it, it 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 was a deserved try, uh, given what we'd done in the previous couple of five ten minutes. Um, but as far as it's, it wasn't a particularly well worked try in in this in the traditional fashion. Well, I think the build up was quite nice. I mean, there was some really nice forward pod structure. Ian Henderson is excellent that little tip on ball. Um, he gave one to Connors, I think it was at one point that kind of made some really good ground. There was two or three of those little. Little little touches in the in the build up um, that were really pleasing, and then obviously the space is out wide. Johnny launches a kick. It wasn't a good kick from Johnny, 
Um, it needed to be flatter and it needed to land just short of the 22. And mm-hmm. he got a bit lucky that Murrayfield has that massive in-goal area because he didn't hit catch that as much as he wanted to. Earlsey, good chase to make something out of it. And then obviously Robbie got rewarded for his opportunism to chase the ball and his work right there. Do you want to talk us through the Finn Russell one? I thought this was considering uh, Scotland, Scotland always look, Scotland always look dangerous when they go wide. But I thought in the first half, we did reasonably well at shutting that down after two or three phases. But this one, like, yeah, it a, is a, a bad kick from Gary. A bad yeah. kick from Gary, but so, apart from that. So what was it? Stander wins the turnover um, on the ground and Gary tries to kick through. And yeah, it's not a great kick, but and but you can't blame Ringrose really for that. The ball ricochets off the head, a chin, whatever it was, goes through. Stuart Hogg. Uh, Stuart Hogg goes through. Then Rob Herring comes sliding in just some tech, with some techers and two foots the ball back into the in-goal area. And uh, James Lowe just didn't react in time. And again, opportunism. Finn Russell was there to dot down. There's not too much that can be said. It's just luck. Uh, like he's upset in commentary that he thought it was a clear knock on. And we thought that too. But then replays show that it hit his chin. Yeah. They, again, not a particularly well worked score. And uh, But it, what was different about it from, Ireland, from Ireland's try was wasn't that deserved because Scotland hadn't had any sustained or too much sustained pressure inside the Ireland half but yeah luck yeah I mean the frustrating thing there was you know I said just a second ago oh, Scotland always look good dangerous when they go wide but if you drift them and put use the touch line and make sure they don't go more than five ten meters beyond the gain line you've always got a shot and we did that really well and then we always managed to get a turnover and a breakdown and then CJ gets a turnover here the danger is gone and all of a sudden bounce the ball they're in. Um, people will blame James Lowe for that one for not for not taking it. But like you said, Herring two foots the ball into James Lowe's face. Lowe's only a couple of meters away from. He hasn't got a hope of catching that ball. Um, I don't. I blame him for the for this Hugh Jones try, which we're going to talk about now, but not for the that one. Um, if that wasn't Ireland, also that would have been absolutely hilarious. That Rob Herring two footed that ball into his own man's face and then they give away a try. If that wasn't us. That would have been absolutely comical. Um, anyway. So that was 14-10 at the break. Johnny knocked, oh, knocked over a couple of penalties. Tyburn gets over early in the second half. Classic um, Leinster slash Munster efficiency in the 22. Um, that's a couple of close-in tries in the last couple of months that Byrne has scored now. He got one against Leinster when he powered through Doris and Ryan. And then today he powered over from, it wasn't just like a scoop and score. He was two or three metres out. I think he has, he's been excellent and he's good at the breakdown. He was good at the breakdown today. He's really good on the ball, like we said, with his, some of his tip passes. But this was pure power, physicality. He's 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 fully put away those questions that he's yeah, not big enough shows, to play yeah. at this level. Those it, questions are gone. He's so good in that area of the field on both sides of the ball, whether he's defending or attacking. It's, it's he's just such a threat, and he's more known for his defense. And like you say, he's been there's been questions about his physicality. Um, maybe not so much with his more recent performances, but. Um, yeah, it was good to see him power over, and he's been, he's been Ireland's best player in the Six Nations by a long way. And um, yeah, he's he had, a, he had a monster game today, and that score just to muscle over for like you say from two or three meters out, brilliant. Lions Bolter, I think. Um, Agreed. Gatland picked Gatland picked Henderson in 2017 as that uh, back row lock, uh, lock hybrid as cover. Um, Burns got a real shot of getting that. Although that being said, I think Ian Henderson is in the form of his life for Ireland. And, you know, Gatland obviously likes him. He picked in 2017. He's got a shout as well. All of a sudden, it's not just James Ryan's definitely the Irish lock going on the Lions tour. There's two others there um, who've got a serious shout. Right, let's quickly go through the other ones. Um, the Hugh Jones one, 
oh, that was that was the one that was awful. Um, you can James Lowe went far too high on a tackle there and missed him as he slipped through. Yeah, that's an individual error, but the system's error there of we let them spread far too quickly. And I don't mind us um, letting and with going with a with a soft defense to try and push them wide and then and then get a wide breakdown that allows us to get line speed. I don't mind that so long as you make a decision to come up and make the tackle at some point. We didn't. Um, Tyburn was inside low, and at no point did he come up and make that tackle and just put the Scottish lad under pressure to make a decision. You know, at some point when you're drifting, I don't mind it to a point, but when you're drifting, you got to make a decision to come up and make the hit. Um, so it was a little bit of a systems error there, but obviously, you know, the headline there is that James Rowe missed an awful tackle. Um, and that's that's you know that's what's going to dominate the coverage of, of his yeah. performance. But yeah, we already talked about that. You want to talk us through the Hamish Watson try that leveled the scores up? Well, it was some finish. Um, uh, don't uh, the Scotland are just picking and driving, picking and driving. But the finish, it, the way he stretches over behind his head, and yeah, he just has a he, he's he, he's another player that could be a Lions bolter, and um, he had a particularly good game in, in, in the tight today, I thought, as well. And, yeah, that was kind of capped off by this. He's sort of reaching, stretching. I thought he was held up initially, but then he twists his way out of the tackle and manages somehow to get the ball down. It was one of those moments you were like, Jesus, fair play. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't recall the build-up too much apart from Scotland having sustained pressure on the Irish line. But uh, I was... I was really pleased with the build-up from our point of view because we repelled them for ages in around the line. Um, and frustrating, we kept giving them penalties so that when we forced an error, we couldn't get out of there. But when you hold a team out for that long outside out of your line, um, that's really good. So I wasn't actually as annoyed with the defence there as I would have been with the Hugh Jones mm. try. Mm. Um, right, well, that's the score of the tries. Let's quickly, let's go three up, three down. Um, let's keep this one short. A couple, yeah. couple of words on each one. Let's start, let's start with the negatives. Down, uh, I'm going to go Gary, my first down. Yeah. Um, he always beats the first man when he's on the ball, but that's what we expect him. His footwork is incredible. But today, a couple of handling errors and a poor decision to kick um, that led to the to the Finn Russell try. So he's, he's my first down arrow. Who, who, what have you got? Uh, I'm not sure whether to include Rob Herring's two-footing the ball as an up or a down. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably a down since they scored, but it was, it was, it was hilarious to watch. Um, bad football skills. Bad football. Uh, good centre-back tackle, but uh, he's, he's kicked it into his own net. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be my down. Um, okay. Yeah, Michael, let's go down number three. Uh, let's go that Let's go that 10-minute period where we let them get 14 points. I mean, international rugby, international rugby, 14 points should be a game-winning lead, no matter where you are in the game, um, with how tight it is. In- interesting, though, that it, it's slowly but surely across the board and you know, seven, 10, 14 point leads are kind of are um are not becoming as safe as they were, mm. which is across this tournament, which is interesting. It's a sign that attacking rugby is, is on the up, which, which we did good. write about. Which is good. Very good. Right, your positives. Uh Tyke Fairlong stepping to to past two people. I'm I'm kind of oh. going I'm kind of going with sort of the more the the less rugby side of it, if you like. But uh the nah, way, nah, man, I completely forgot about that. Oh way, my god, the way you he... could see the way he just stepped back, he what he uh, who was who's their hooker? I've forgotten. It was Turner, uh, Turner, and then Russell. He, he just steps, and then it wasn't just the step past Russell; it was the little fe- the little shove away, and then he, I think he tries to float a long pass over the top, and you're just like, "No, that's too much time. That's too much." <laughs> was it him that did the long pass? I can't remember. You could you could 
you could see the moment in Turner's face when his soul just left his body <laughs> when as he, he fell on the ground. When, when he, he realized, realized that, that he's just been stepped by a 100 kilo tight head. Ty, Ty, Ty Furlong is God. There, there's no more attractive man on earth. Um, my positive, um, Johnny Sexton made in the match winning penalty from out wide. Really tricky angle and he nails it. Um, wasn't the cleanest of strikes, but he was good enough to get it. Um, and just quickly... If, that, if Harry Byrne or Joey Carberry had got a match-winning penalty in a Pro 14 game, you can imagine the hype and the Ferrari oh, to get them into an Irish setup. 100%. Um, Johnny needs to receive gonna... the same sort of hype now. Yeah, 100%. This is, this is a match-winning penalty in a Six Nations game against a bloody good Scotland team. End of. Right, your final positive. Um, well, it's easy to go with Ty Byrne, but I'll say Hugo Keenan in the air. I, th- I think he had a really good, really call. good game. Uh, really good call. It's too easy to say something like Ty Byrne or Keith Earls. Keith Earls as well is up there, but Hugo Keenan in the air, that, that'll, that'll go underrated. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I think... Yeah, I think we love Hugo. Yeah. yeah, yeah we perfect. love Hugo. Sorry, our, our, Arsenal have just scored, so Elliot's yeah. just got a bit distracted I just there. got a bit distracted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's go, let's go watch the end of the Arsenal game. But yeah, great call with Hugo. Forgot about that. He had a really good shift in the air today. Um, right, yeah, so Ireland 27, Scotland 24. Huge win for the boys. Um, can't wait for the again next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Spiral Post Match. To get all of our written and podcasting content, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Spiral 13, Instagram at the Spiral Rugby, and like our Facebook page.